Welcome to the Bagland Podcast. This is Bagland DP. We discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. If it's not about that, I don't want to hear it. Now, what we're going to do tonight, we're going to put some extra respect on Dr. Claude Anderson's name. Because for over 40 plus years, he's been fighting for the descendants of the slaves, fighting for our tangibles, fighting for our reparations. And as I said many, many a time before, the 1866 Indian treaties, the Dawes Act, and etc., has been violated. The treaty is the highest thing of the land. It's the highest law of the land, and it's been violated. So I'm going to let him talk for about a whole good five minutes from a recording that I found. I'm going to put extra respect on his name. He's going to talk for about five minutes and then we're going to get into it and we're going to promote these black owned businesses after I put my two cents in. Because you know what? A lot of the old civil rights generation, when you ask them about reparations, they tell you just go vote. But when they was 25 and 30, they weren't telling the youth about reparations. They were just saying, just go die and vote. We died so you could vote. Not true. They went to vote. They went to vote and someone tried to murder them. And that's the difference. There's a big difference. Oh, we have a lot of issues to cover tonight. We're definitely going to go in. We're going to talk about Donald J. with the toupee and Jim Crow Joe. We're going to talk about them real heavy. As you guys have seen the debates. Jim Crow Joe was not looking too good the other night. He said a lot of disrespectful things to the descendants of the slaves. And that's why they're not going to get the black vote. The demonic dims are not going to get the black vote. They are going to lose. That's my prediction. They are going to lose. The fear tactics ain't working. The Jedi mind tricks is not working at all. They're not going to lose Skywalker us into a vote. It's just simply not going to work. Was supposed to be coming on but for some reason it's not playing they got a new feature in Podbean where it allows me to upload my own music now I've been requesting this for a while and I really like what they're doing you know for some reason this is not playing I don't understand why it's not but anyway until it does I received an email actually this is a text this is from one of the many harassing texts that I had within the past two to three months I have not received anything from the Republican Party 
this has been a lot of the do nothing demonic dims because they're so 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 desperate for my vote they just want my vote so bad we got to get donald out of office and this that and the third so they said hey bagland dp i'm john a volunteer with indivisible action minnesota voters have a chance to make a difference this year by supporting democrats up and down the ballot how are you planning to vote this year by mail by voting early in person or or by voting on election day reply stop to opt out this is one of the many many ones that i've had where they just keep on keep on and i'm just like lord when are they gonna stop they just they just won't stop they just keep it going and they keep it going and they keep it going and my response initially was i will vote for jim crow joe if he gets a plan together specifically for the descendants of the slaves i'm not going and i'm not going back and forth between well do you know the less do evil i'm not doing none of this spiritual shit. we're not gonna get religious we are going to mathematically solve this problem that we have in this country for the descendants of the slaves that's what we're gonna do the lesser two evils and you know you know i don't like what donald j i don't like what donald j uh said about you know jim crow joe you locked up a million niggas since 94. you signed for the 1986 the three strike all of that y'all were all behind that my thoughts on donald claim of being the least right now see that that part is that's the typical stance of white supremacy they always take both sides of the argument oh those were good people over there in charlottesville on both sides both sides he didn't want to just say hey you know it's these overt white supremacists here you have some of these liberal white supremacists so both sides so being the least racist person in the room well let's talk about the track record donald j with the toupee tried to crucify four uh, five innocent black men in the central park five and he didn't want to rent to some niggas in new york okay what else do we got what policies that are specific what policies that he specifically put together that disenfranchised black folks over the 94 crime bill see the main issue what people take about donald j with the toupee is well you know he's a white supremacist okay fine we know that yeah he don't like illegals we know that too he doesn't like immigrants he probably don't like blacks we know that too but i always bring it up to people and i i especially bring it up to the popeye chicken negro spiritual people the 94 crime bill how many niggas you know is still locked up behind that i'd be in the barber shop asking niggas man you still know somebody that sold some crack during 94 yeah man a nigga got a life sentence for a bag of crack a handful of crack it's just like this thing with it it and it's we're talking about precedents being set because when one of my homie gets sent philly feeds you sent me the video on an old arrest of george floyd and the defense is probably trying to look at that and say okay well this nigga might have had some drugs or he might have had something going on so we gonna use that as precedents to say that he was guilty 
Jim Crow Joe set out the worst law for black people since the 1800s. Go look it up. The 94 crime bill was the largest bill. The the 94 crime bill was the largest bill. And I'm going to go public and say, I don't want the demonic do-nothings to win. Fuck them. You've disrespected the descendants of the slaves. Jim Crow Joe, I was going to wait for this, but Jim Crow Joe, you know what he said when I was sitting there watching the election with the missus? He was going to legalize 11 million illegal aliens. And I said, E.T. phone home, E.T. phone home. You sick bastard. How dare you? Yes, the 94 crime bill, was, it was he called it Biden's law. If you watch the debates the other night, he started talking about, well, this is going to be Biden's health. And I'm like, damn, you kind of narcissistic, dude. You called it Biden's law. He bragged about it. He bragged about getting a letter from George Wallace. Y'all know about George Wallace in Alabama. He's one of the most overt white supremacy. One thing black folks got to understand, they start talking about, well, you know, the list of two evils. Sundown towns were created in the north, not the south. Sundown towns were created in the north, not the south. Go to Indiana. Look up, look up the uh, the burnings of Missouri. Get caught down somewhere in Iowa in the middle of them cornfields and see what don't happen to you playing around. I've been through them cornfields. I know. They want to give the north a pass all the time. Like I said, the slaves came in from D.C. They came in from the slaves came in from Maryland. And then they sold them down south and then turned around. And then you had these fake ass abolitionists garrison. And, you know, they tried to pull some bullshit on Sojourner Truth. She was like, nah, the little white feminist movement and all that bullshit. They tried to tell her, hey, look, let's get the white women vote. And you had a lot of these fake ass abolitionists. They went down and was telling, well, you know, the south, they're wrong for owning slaves. And the southerners was like, well, you sold these niggas to us. So what is that you sold you sold these niggas from new york and maryland and dc that's where slavery where the slaves came in at starting the new york stock market was based off slaves so jim crow joe who created and architected the 94 crime bill they incentive they incentivized money to give from the feds they gave it to the states and said hey create all these prisons to lock all these niggas up that's why you still got a lot of these people that Trump's been letting out and they say Barack's been letting people out. But these are niggas that should, should only been in there no more than five years. They should have been out. You're not doing them a favor. They should have been out. Jim Crow Joe and Crime Koala, they're more they're 50 times worse than Donald J with the toupee. I wish they go to hell. Yeah, I could deal with another four years of Donald J with the toupee. Fuck it. Crime Koala, you let Jim Crow Joe and Crime Koala come in. These motherfuckers are going to jump up. They're going to shout out to, hey, Crime Koala, what about Matrice Richardson? What about all the black folks you locked up? They're under truancy laws. These Democrats, they're all of these race soldiers that are murdering black people on the police force are all Democratic states. California is a so-called Democratic state. But when you look at some of their laws, they're conservative laws. So we can't play this Democrat Republican thing. The Democrats are our enemy. Republicans are like, okay, niggas, we ain't giving you shit. 
But the Democrats is like, well, we ain't giving you shit either. Let's give the money to illegals and the LGBT. And we're like, oh, hold on. So what do you need a black vote for? Oh, well, black men, we need black men. We need black men. Before you were saying black women would save it. Black women are on code like, hell no, we ain't fucking with Kamala. We ain't fucking with crime koala. And we're kind of iffy about Jim Crow Joe, so they're playing this gender divide shit. Let's get into that real quick. U.S. Today, U.S.A. Today by Jessica Guyon says, now these deceptive online campaigns have returned. They're talking about the Russians, the Russian bots. They're really talking about the descendants of the slaves because we basically saying no reparations, no vote. Now these deceptive online campaigns have returned with activists reporting a surge on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and on private messaging apps like WhatsApp. I don't even use WhatsApp. The aim to persuade voters of color. Now notice they start bringing out the niggas. They pulled that Django one chain. Well, let's bring out all our token plantation NBA players. Persuade voters of color to sit out on the heated race between Donald J. with the toupee and Jim Crow Joe. But this time activists are fighting back. On Wednesday, NBA champion LeBron James unveiled a new push called Under Review to challenge attempts to confuse, intimidate, or misinform black voters and dissuade them from casting their ballots. Then you got the Sosa Miro, Jamel Hill, who don't like black men, of course. Charlemagne the God, who just got on, he just started talking to Dr. Claude Anderson on The Breakfast Club. Dr. Claude Anderson basically told us, hey, look. If they're not going to provide you tangibles, you don't have to vote for them and you can't let nobody shame you. Black voters, it says they're going to teach black voters how to spot bots and trolls and push back against the false or misleading narratives seeking to depress turnout. They said this to us back in 2016 when a lot of niggas sat out. Well, you got to vote. You got to vote because they died so you can vote. The, the, the Popeye's Chicken Negro spiritual people, the Sambos of Christmas Eve is back again in full spirit. They got another five years before they leave the planet. So they're doing their own nightmare on Coon, I mean Elm Street, nightmare on Coon Street energy, trying to raise up some old, old, some old plantation Sambo spirits. Black and brown voters are being intentionally, heavily, disproportionately targeted with disinformation said Ashley Bryant, co-founder of Win Black, a nonprofit formed by AB Partners, a multi-racial, of course, studio led by Bryant and Audrey Banks. This, see, when they start talking about multi-racial, disenfranchised, disproportionate disinformation, all of this garbage, foreign and domestic targeting black and brown, you just said that you were going to legalize 11 million illegal aliens. You didn't say you was gonna do anything for the descendants of the slaves. You ain't black, you ain't diverse. You better vote to get down without you Negroes. And by the way, I don't want my children going to a black jungle. That's Jim Crow Joe talking. Should I remind you guys what he said? You ain't black, you ain't diverse. Oh, I learned, I learned about cockroaches from black kids. Did y'all forget about that? I learned about cockroaches from black people. I'm starting to suspect that Barack's coward ass was brought in to be a cover for Jim Crow Joe's anti-black racism. 
This nigga got a letter from George Wallace. He was proud of that. Look it up. He was proud of getting a letter from George Wallace. You know who George Wallace is. The one down in Alabama that was getting water hose sprayed on black folks. Y'all remember that? Jim Crow Joe, Strom Thurmond, segregationist. No wonder why he didn't want black folks on that bus or with his kids because he thought it was a jungle. So Fever's 420? Is he more racist than Donald J with a toupee? Maybe so. He's done more damage to black folks. That's a fact. Anytime you have the federal, now let's be let's be clear, the federal government in the state. Now, you got to keep in mind the federal government were were the people that were basically saying, "Hey, you have to integrate. You got to let black folks get to these schools. They have to be able to eat at your restaurants." You have to keep in mind that the states basically said, "Fuck the federal government." Mississippi, Alabama, all them places was like, fuck the federal government. We're not about to abide by this shit. We're not about to be having Jerome swirling with Karen. We don't want Jerome with Karen. You ask your average white dad down back in them 60s during the civil rights generation if he wants Jerome breaking open, breaking and busting, uh, uh, having Karen busting it open. He string a nigga up before he let some black man bust, you know, bust his daughter open. You y'all crazy as hell. Immigrants coming to this country looking for benefits. Dr. Claude Anderson. Looking for benefits. You're not coming looking for no damn right to vote. Who thinks that an immigrant gonna come to America for the right to vote? He could have stayed in his own country and voted. That's not what he's up. He's over here looking for benefits. And yet, I, and I, it, it hurts me to my heart to have always taught history as a forensic historian, whether it's in the university or down in the fifth grade levels, to get people to see it somewhere. Well, the immigrants came here because they're looking for, 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 for religious freedom. That's bull crap. They came here looking for the free load. Every immigrant and their ancestors came here for one simple reason. Here's the word. Nobody uses it, except maybe Dr. Boyce in the future. It's called freeloading. Freeloading, coming someplace and getting something and not putting anything into it. Getting unearned benefits. That's what slavery was about, getting unearned benefits. You come to America to get what? Free land and free, free labor. That's called the American dream. All these Hispanics come here, all these Europeans, let's go with all the Europeans. All these Europeans came here from Germany, France, England, all these whites now that are racist you see in the South, these Southern states. They came talking about what they've done. They haven't done a damn thing. All the land they got, all the business opportunities they got, all the education levels they got. Through, through Jim Crow segregation. Everything they got, they got it by freeloading. Black mm. folk are doing the hard labor and the work. And so black folk are denied everything. And there you have it, Dr. Claude Anderson. See, let's peel the layers back a little bit. In 1913, in the year of our Lord, 1913, I believe that was, is when Woodrow Wilson basically told immigrants, you can't come to this damn country. He told this to the Italians. He told this to, mm, I believe it might have been the Irish, because those were the Negroes of the white people back then. That's before they were accepted as white. So Woodrow Wilson 
and we'll get into the we'll get into the birth of a nation in a little bit. Woodrow Wilson said, I don't want no Negroes. Well, black folks was already there. I, I, I don't want any more Negroes. I don't want no Italians. I only want WASP. White Anglo-Saxon Protestants. Blonde hair, blue eyed. If they ain't blonde, blue, I don't want them. Woodrow Wilson said, no, I don't want them over here. And the descendants of the slaves, which were less than 70 years fresh off the plantation, basically said, no, nah, you know, you got to let everybody come through. Y'all remember Tulsa was burned down in the 1900s. Was that the 1920s? Somebody help me out. When was Tulsa burned down? Because right after right after slavery, black folks cut literacy in half. You got to keep in mind, these are folks that was on the plantations. Half of them couldn't read and write. They learned how to read and write in less than 40 years. They cut literacy rates in less than 40 years. And they told Woodrow Wilson to go to hell. Black folks was owning some things at a point in time. Black folks was owning things more than they own now in the early 1900s. We were better off in segregation than we were now. We had a whole lot more. These are facts. I'm not making this up. Black folks, the descendants of the slaves, told Woodrow Wilson to go to hell. You have to let the immigrants come through. So here comes the Italians. Here comes all the other Europeans which in which he did not want to come over. And here comes the Hispanics. And then here comes some other black folks from the African diaspora. They started to show up. Black folks was like, you know, everybody could come. You can't discriminate because we've been discriminated against. Now, we could have just said y'all could go to hell. We're going to build, keep building up our own stuff. But he said, let them in. And that's what happened. So black folks have been continuously fighting for folks to come over here and undermine us. They come over here, they get their bag. And them Italians and all them other people, all them European nations that came over here during that time that did that weren't considered to be white. Eventually, they accepted them. They came up with their enclaves. That's where you start getting your mafias. And they, they started getting on cold and practicing group economics. We started getting infiltrated. We wanted colder ice. They kept their culture. They got their bag up and they said, all right, we white now. And Italians in the mafia, you, you see how they did it. They they own the control stuff. Well, how was Vegas built? Go anybody that's been to Vegas. How is Vegas built? Who's been to old Vegas in the chat room? You've seen old Vegas. You know who built Vegas. That was all blood money. Y'all know who built Vegas. If y'all been to old Vegas and you've been to that, that mafia museum, you know what I'm talking about. They got the little, what's that thing where you could get up in the air? You could you could get on like a you get on like a chair and then it just brings you to little zip lines or whatever. They got them zip lines down there in Old Vegas. The food's cheaper. <laughs> the food's way cheaper down there. Anybody been to Vegas, you know. Anyway, you know that's Dr. Claude Anderson breaking it down. When, when see Jim Crow Joe, he could have won me over a little bit if he would have been like, but see, he has a segregationist mind state. And I ain't talking about, well, you can't go in nobody's restaurant and, and buy you a burger. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm saying that anytime you say that you're going to legalize 11 million illegal aliens, when you start getting the ET phone home energy with me, I'm like, okay, well, what about black folk that been here? 
like I said, my great great grandmother, everybody that's they built this shit. They literally built this shit. They built it. The secular stimulus checks. You know, what I think was going to happen with them stimulus checks, they might kick those out in December. You know, I didn't think I was going to get another one. I, I really didn't. I didn't think I was going to get another one. This whole COVID thing, see, this whole COVID thing, and, and Donald J with the toupee kept talking about it came from China. It probably did. I mean, I think we got enough intelligence to know that it that it could have. But my question is this. I haven't been to China. So what I'm trying to figure out is, you got well over a billion people in China. If that's the case, they should be dropping like flies. If I'm not going to say that the, the COVID is not true. What I am going to say is. This is the perfect. Propaganda control. If you look at what Hitler did in Nazi Germany. If they would have come out with a vaccine tomorrow. And half the people took it. If the vaccine works. What's the point of everyone else to take it if half the people took it? If you're vaccinated and it works, then by code, by definition, then who else would need it? You see what I'm saying? Like if, if half the people took it, why would you need it? And if they're rushing it out, and I noticed that Pence was Pence when he was talking to Crime Koala, and he said, Well, we got millions and millions of doses being created so i said well hmm i'm not sure that's very interesting that, that that he made that statement but the stimulus checks i think what they're doing is they're holding off on the stimulus checks and they're saying well you know let's wait until election day um or for all we know i don't know if it'll work but for all we know okay it's the 23rd um, you might wake up in another week and then Donald J with the toupee jumps up and says, well, Hey, uh, you know, I, I, I kicked out the, I kicked out the stimulus checks and the Dems was holding out. He might just say something like that. He might just say some shit like that, you know, to, to try to garner some more votes. Because when you look at what's happening in the country right now, you have this big uproar. They can't wait to get them out. They want Jim Crow Joe and Crime Koala in there so bad. And they're like, well, if we get them out, everything will just be so much better. Well, if that's the case, what are we going to do about the cold? I mean, we're, we're, we're in a, we're in this so-called national crisis. And if you have a lot of these people that saying, well, they're not wearing masks. And I know there's been a lot of people that have, that have passed from it, but I'm just thinking to myself, like for all the folks that are not wearing masks, don't you think that it will be worse? It, it to me, it's something beyond the COVID-19 because it just seems to me that there's something going on a little beyond it. I can't really put a finger on it. I, I really can't put a finger on it. But yeah, that disinfo this disinformation stuff, they're not really saying what the disinformation is. They're basically saying you're trying to get people of color. I've gotten completely away from that. When people come up to me talking about, man, well, as a person of color, don't you think you should get Trump out? 
And I say, as you being a non-person of color, what is your response on reparations and tangibles for the descendants? That's why I, I, you know, the plan ain't perfect, but I respect Ice Cube because he's basically going in there saying, hey, this ain't about no POC. This is see, we don't got to a point right now that this in this globe, this world is so sick and demented and sadistic that the fact that black folks are saying, hey, we need to honor these motherfucking treaties that these white folks created. Special order number 15, Dawes Act, the Freedmen's Bureau, all, all of these things like you've seen what happened to Holocaust. We still paying for the Holocaust. We still paying. America is still cutting the check to Germany for a Holocaust. They still spending money, sending money over to Israel. Black folks built this shit for free. Not a dime. We didn't get paid nothing. And you got the, you got folks with the nerve that is telling us that we shouldn't get what was told to us as old. People are getting offended of it. And I'm just going to be flat out honest. I'm going to say it on the Bagland podcast. It's a bunch of Sambo ass niggas that's doing it the most. They sending them out there. It's a bunch of Sambos and a bunch of plantation bucks. Now, hold on. Let's get back to this real quick. I went off subject. God damn it. Hi, Bagland DP. I'm John, a volunteer of indivisible action. So he started talking about the Minnesota voters and, you know, and I said, I'll vote for Jim Crow Joe if he is a plan specific for the descendants of the slaves. Then he said, well, we agree that reparations are needed to even begin to address this country's racist history. Of course, see, that's more of that Democratic talk. Well, you know, we know how you feel. Then he says, while Jim Crow Joe is yet to say he supports reparations and then he admits it. He has shown a willingness to listen and be pushed towards more progressive policy. Well, your progressive policy, sir, you Democrats ain't doing nothing when Breonna Taylor was lynched in her own home. Bunch of Democrats down there in Kentucky. Y'all ain't did nothing. And I pointed it out on my last broadcast that Crime Koala didn't mention her doing anything about none of this stuff because being the oh, she says, I won't, I won't be lectured. Her little fake black ass went and said, I won't be, don't you lecture me. I'm part of the intelligence committee. All right, heifer. Well, if you part of the intelligence committee, then you should be intelligent enough to intelligently inform us. When are you going to punish the, punish these race soldiers that lynched and assaulted Brianna Taylor? You're in an intelligence committee. Intelligence Committee, they have access to all types of investigations and files. So if you were a district attorney, see, a lot of people don't understand about these district attorneys. They could advocate. They could say, hey, look, man, man what's going down in Kentucky don't look too good. I'm not seeing this. Nancy Pelosi, all of them could have been like, and see, this would have made me give, give a little bit of put a little respect on the Democrats name. I would have said these benign and neglect bastards. They finally done got to their damn senses. If they would have said, man, you know what? That district attorney, that coon ass nigga that married Mitch McConnell's granddaughter, that coon ass nigga down there, the judge, those race soldiers. Hey, we need to take a, a, a look at that. You know, we're trying to give people life. We're trying to get people life with no parole on that one. Does Kentucky still have the death penalty? Somebody help me out in the chat room. 
we bringing the death penalty on this because she was completely innocent. And as I said before on my last broadcast, that if you are a black person, a descendant of the slaves, and you are a medical worker, that should be an additional 35 years. Unarmed black person working in the medical field, hey, we should be a protected class. 35 years, not including the first degree murder. So you're fried. I mean, you you like the Popeye's chicken with the biscuit on Lake Street before they start franchising it all the way to St. Paul. You are fried. You know what I'm saying? You touch a descendant of the slave. This sister was asleep, minding her own business. And she's working as a medical worker and you kill her and you a race soldier. Oh, you get 35 years just for that. And you get your first degree. Firing squad, death penalty, gas chamber, how you want it. That should be the that's how Nancy Pelosi and them should have been coming out. Like, man, we about to, you about to get fried. Y'all about to all get fried. Everybody, everybody involved in that from the fake affidavit and all of that, from the fake no knock warrant, um the, the perjury involved in all of that. They should have been fried for that. They should have been like, all right, look, uh, we hitting y'all with first degree murder. You don't get to get bail like shiving up here with going to Wisconsin and hanging out in, in South Dakota or wherever, wherever hell he's at. You don't get that. You don't get no bail. So he says, well, oh, while Jim Crow Joe is yet to say he supports reparations, he has shown a willingness to listen and be pushed towards a more progressive policy. We've been pro we've been waiting for your progressive policies for forever. Trump will not even have that conversation. no. But you want us to get him out and you need us. See, you like, like, like he said, as before, I'm a volunteer. How are you planning to vote? I Are you going to vote Joe Biden? You see what I'm saying? Will you be supporting the Democrats? The question should have been, are you going to be supporting justice? If we're going to be bipartisan, we're going to be bipartisan. If if it's all about making the country better, then that means both parties should be coming together to do just such. That's how I know those bastards are working together. A whole bunch of white supremacists on the left arm and the right wing of, our, of white supremacy. Talking about Trump won't even have that conversation, but y'all won't even have that conversation. When Q went to y'all, Donald J with the two pace team, they were like, hey, look, let's look at it. Whether they were going to act or not, they were going to look at it. The Democrats ain't really want to call him back. And here's the reason why people on the Bagland podcast tonight, the reason why they didn't really want to talk to Cube again, because he started talking about, hey, ain't no minorities, ain't no people of color, descendants of the slaves. The people that made this country what it is, Benjamin Banneker, etc. Crispus Attucks, first nigga shot in the ever revolutionary war. We're the greatest patriots of, of this country. No one's a greater patriot. It wasn't immigrants that built this shit. It was the descendants that built it. We didn't immigrate. We were stolen. So when you start talking about, well, oh, he's willing to have this conversation. The Democrats, black folks have always voted Democrat. So they're saying, hey, we need your vote. We got to get Donald out. OK, well, what are you going to do for us if you want him out so bad? What are you going to do? So I told him the Dems need the black vote as usual. 
either they provide our demands or they can have Donald J with the toupee another four years. I told him we've been dealing with white supremacy 400 plus years. Four more years can't break us. We'll be just fine. Because our folks is being murdered by race soldiers in Democrat Party, in primary Democrat states. Philando Castile, Minnesota, so-called Democrat. So-called Democrat state. What about our brother, Af uh, our, our African brother, Amadou Diallo? Y'all forgot about him. I don't think he was a descendant, but he was a black man. So when you get your immigrant coons talking about, oh, a kind of this and a kind of that. Hey, look, they'll kill an African, too. So this this these reparations just don't apply to descendants of the slaves. We saying, hey, any race soldier touch a black person. Any race soldier touch a black person besides a coon. And even in coons, too. If you're a if you're a race soldier and you murder an unarmed black person, you should get life with no parole or the death penalty. That's what you should get. We should all be in a protected class. Amadou Diallo, they shot him 40 something times in New York. Y'all remember that? Y'all remember that back in the day? They shot that brother 40 something times. None of those, those those race soldiers went to went to jail for life with no parole. So-called Democratic state, New York, so damn liberal. So liberal, right? Fuck liberals. They ain't shit. Ain't trying to liberate a damn thing. Uh, Bill Burr got on Saturday Night Live and he was asking this question and said, damn, how did all these white women get into the woke movement? They were mad as hell about him because they were like, okay, he got off cold. You see what I'm saying? Let me get some. Let me get some music here. We need some more music. I'm gonna try to get some music playing again. I'm 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 tapping in my. Bear with me now. I'm tapping in with my little new application here. You know. Yeah. Bill Burr got on Saturday Night Live. And he was like, man, how the hell did all these all these white women complaining? They're complaining and complaining and complaining about nothing. Black folks getting shot in the streets. Oh, Donald, what's what's my prediction on the upcoming election? Donald J. Toupee gonna win. Jim Crow Joe, he ain't gonna win. Ain't gonna happen. Trump gonna win. That's my prediction. And when he wins, they're going to blame the election on black folk. That's what's going to happen. They did that last time. Well, black men didn't come out. Black men shouldn't have came out. Black men didn't come out. It's all their fault. Black men didn't come out. That's what they're going to say. See, at first they were trying to play that gender divide. They were trying to say, well, black women are going to save us. And I'm like, what you going to do with black women? What the fuck are you going to give the black women? Well, you know, we could just give you niggers welfare. We could give you that. Now, what you going to do for black women? Brianna Taylor's in the grave. Y'all ain't her back in March. Y'all ain't arrested not one race soldier. 
Y'all talking about wonton endangerment. You know what I'm saying? They just killed, they just killed another black man in Illinois. These are your Democrats. These are your damn Democrats that niggas like to suck their balls so much for. These are your Democrats, Democratic cities. You don't need the GOP. You don't need the Supreme Court. You can, they can be implementing state policies. Remember, I told you the 94 crime bill. What did it do? The federal government incentivized the states to build the prisons and create laws to lock niggas up. That's the 94 crime bill. Then the federal government said, hey, hey, our hands off. When they were lynching black folks back in Mississippi, the federal government tried to act like they were going to go in there. And Mississippi said, damn the law. We got our own law down here. I talk about this all the time. The states basically told the federal government to go kiss their ass. They really didn't want to prosecute none of these race soldiers that that lynched Mr. Floyd on 38th of Chicago. They didn't want to do that. They let this nigga out on bail. These are so-called Democrat liberal states. Amadou Diallo, liberal state. New York, liberal state. Matrice Richardson, shout out to Crime Kuala, liberal state. Philando Castile, liberal state. Trayvon Martin, eh, conservative state. I heard it. Well, let me see here. Okay, no, Ferguson, so-called Democrats, Democratic governor, Democratic district attorney, Democrat, Democrat, Democrat. Let this honky lynch him right out in the public, leave his body out for eight hours. Black lives matter, not black lives, black lives matter. The white supremacist LGBT organization that doesn't believe in a nuclear family, by the way, stole all the money and go down to Ferguson. Go down to Ferguson and ask niggas, hey, where's the new community centers? Where's all the black owned businesses at? Oh, we have a black male. We are a black mayor. We have a black uh, councilman, fuck all that. Where is the tangibles? Where's the tangibles? Where is the black owned banks? Where is the black community centers? Where is all the black businesses in Ferguson and St. Louis? Where is the investigation to find justice for uh, Darren Seals? Where is the investigation to find all the black folks that were lynched during the Ferguson time that were standing up going to war in Ferguson? Black Lives Matter ain't got nothing to do with that, huh? Nothing. Fuck the Dems. I hope they lose. I told him, I said, and see, this is what they told us when we were younger. When we were younger, they told us, well, you got to get inside. You got to work it from the inside out. And I'm like, well, if you work it from the inside out, if you if you work it from the inside out, how is that necessarily going to work? Because we've had well over 500 Negro tools that's that's in these political arenas that ain't did a damn thing. 
We've been surviving this anti-black tundra of ambush terrorists, medical terrorism, financial terrorism. We could do another four years before we just hand over a free vote of fear. I'll be sitting at home. It'll be the Democrats' fault, not ours. That Donald J with the toupee will take the iron throne. This ain't going to be another Negro version of the Night's Watch. We're not going to pull a Jon Snow move and save the and save King's Landing from the White Walkers. We're not going to do it. The plantation any politics supporters love to tell us to receive nothing for your vote and pick evil. Pick one of the two evil. So now they're saying again that disinformation is us. Because we saying we want something for our vote. Now, they invited Al Sharpton, of all people, with his greasy perm, to the White House over 84 times. They didn't invite Dr. Claude Anderson once. Now, with all our financial issues, and Dr. Claude Anderson, as he said, they picked the dumbest nigga in the room and give him credentials, and it started on the plantation. This didn't start just now. This started on the plantation. They find a Negro tool. Fever's 420. Who was that nigga that was on the damn po police union up here in Minnesota talking about, well, you know, there's no systemic racism. They gave that nigga a Karen. They gave him a little fucking Chevrolet avalanche. Told him he was better than other blacks. Mr. Yeah, Kroll. Clue Klux Kroll. Yeah. Yep. And see, Kroll, he don't mind sitting beside no nigga that, that he knows that's a coon. He don't mind that. He was loving it. Kroll couldn't contain himself. He was just sitting there just looking real ice and cold. Just looking ice cold. And the nigga was co-signing that shit. That was the Negro that was that was a Negro on the plantation. When you started talking about getting free, he said, Well, why you want to be free? We we fine right here. We fine right here. We would you want to be free? Now he didn't just let you go ahead and get free. He could have just cooned himself, but because he was a mer a meritorious Muppet, because he was a meritorious Muppet. Niggas want a meritorious manumission. He wouldn't just let you get free. He would actually go to back to the plantation house and tell Massa, hey, man, this nigga wants to get free. Why would Obama pick Biden as his running mate if Biden is a racist? Because Obama. You got to think. Obama Obama had a white mom African dad he really doesn't have no sensitivity for the descendants of the slaves see when you know that your great 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 grandmother great mama great great grandmother was being probably sexually assaulted on a plantation and working literally to her bone ligaments was torn y'all should get the get the book medical apartheid black folks was literally working until their ligaments and tendons were being stripped from their arms that's how hard they worked. A lot of people don't know that. I happened to read some medical journals and the white supremacists would flat out say these things because back in the day, can't nobody hold court against them. You were property. They'd be like, yeah, you know, we raped a nigger. 
You know, we raped an infant, whatever, two, three years old, five, ten. I mean, they, that's how they talked. That's how that that's where we come from. So when we start talking about like this is what this is what we built, we've been through this, you're gonna feel a certain way. If you ain't from that, you're not gonna really feel that way. So when he got in eight years and didn't do shit for us, he looked at it like, well, shit, that ain't my people. He looked at Jim Crow Joe like, hey, that's he, this look, this look, this this is the daddy I would love to have. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is massa yeah well you know uh if i had a son that looked just like trayvon like damn nigga if you had a son that looked like trayvon wouldn't you have tried to crucify these motherfuckers for killing trayvon if i had a son he looked just like Trayvon, okay you didn't do shit for trayvon when mike brown was killed trump was in an office So you don't really look at us. That's what it is. You said, well, you know, I'm just going to marry me a woman from the South. Yeah, I'll marry a woman from the South side, you know, and she gets up there and does the same thing. They're one and the same. She said, okay, I done found this high yellow nigga. Let me, let me train. Let me put him on some game I'm from the South side. She's from Chicago. She got a little game. Find this high yellow nigga. Mold him. I'm a lawyer. This nigga could win. You could win. We get away from these Negroes. You dig? That, that's that's probably how she looked at it. I might be reaching a little bit, but that's probably how she looked at it. She seen this high yellow nigga come up and says, you know what? Nigga, you could be in politics. Your mama's white. Your daddy out in Africa. They don't know where he is. We don't know much about him. You 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 could you could hey go over there at all Gale Gardens. <laughs> start start off in all Gale Gardens. Start off on the far south side. Radioactive material under all Gale Gardens. Then when you get in office, say fuck all Gale Gardens. Anybody in Chicago tonight on the chat room, all Gale Gardens was a radioactive site. How is it the Obama was in office for eight years and ain't did shit for all Gale Gardens? Niggas blowing each other's heads off in Chicago as we speak. White supremacists coming in with gloves and masks and shit, killing niggas in Chicago. Over 400 murders in a year. This is your backyard. What did you do for him? You did pass some laws for the LGBT. You did pass some laws for dreamers. You did that. So that that hopefully that answers the question about Jim Crow Joe. You don't look at us like how we look, how we looked at you at first. We're like, man, it's a black president. It's a man. Let's get this black man in. Eight years later. Ain't prosecute not one race soldier for killing an unarmed black man. And black folks say, "Well, I don't want to. I don't want to criticize no no other black man in front of white folks." But he ignored you in front of white folks. I don't want to criticize no black man. That's the fried chicken Negro speech. Well, time is gonna come. We shall overcome. I remember my mom used to tell me. She said, "Don't don't play that bullshit around me." I learned from an early age about the reparations, man. That we shall overcome bullshit. My mom let me know right away. She said, that's a subservient plantation Negro spiritual. Don't play that shit in this house. <laughs> my mom let me know right away. Don't play that Negro spiritual plantation Sambo shit in my house. I don't like it. She says, I hate that damn song. My mother hated that fucking song. We shall overcome. 
See, the Popeye Chicken Negro spiritual people from the civil rights generation, when they had their opportunity, I ain't talking about Ida B. Wells. I ain't talking about that. I, I'm saying she, but actually, when you think about Ida B. Wells, when did Ida B. Wells pass? I think that was in the 1930s. See, the generation before the civil rights generation, the generation before the colder rights, niggas wanted them a Becky. They wanted to eat, you know, restaurants and go to certain hotels and all that. I ain't talking about the sundown towns where you couldn't go certain places. But what I'm saying is the generation right before the Popeye, Chicken Negro, spiritual people, they were riders. Denmark Beasy, Nat Turner. You know what I'm talking about? I had to be Wales. They wasn't looking for colder ice. IDB Wells rode against the white feminists. They wasn't looking for no colder ice. If IDB Wells was alive, I say it all the time. Wouldn't be no Me Too movement. Wouldn't be none of this Me Too. Wouldn't be no Black Lives Matter. It'd be the same way like a Takashi 69. If Pac was alive, wouldn't be no Takashi 69. That nigga would have been out of here. Y'all remember? I remember there was a time, and I said this before, there was a time where you couldn't come out the house with no rainbow hair talking about you was gangbanging. Niggas would have beat your ass. You couldn't even, you couldn't do that. You couldn't come out and represent the set that way. You would, there will be a code upheld. That's why I like the dark forces of, of, of Star Wars so much. That's why I like Lord Vader. They held up a code. Barack don't look at us the same way. We've seen a black man and we've seen a change. We were too naive to notice. We weren't really, we weren't really, looking at benign and neglect policies so they picked the dumbest nigga in the room and they give him credentials and it started on the plantation so here you have the news look at the news and listen to how they talk the black elite the boule whatever whatever you want to name it and they're the ones that's helping subvert us they picked the clergy and then they picked these civil rights niggas into the 70s with no damn progress so in the 1990s, you had over 9,000 so-called black leaders. You had no increase in financial support. Black leaders did nothing. Well, we got to see somebody black in office, and that don't mean nothing. I don't give a damn if you black, white, candy stripe. What the fuck are you going to do for the descendants of the slaves? It don't matter what color you are. You would look like, damn it, fucking Pirates of Caribbean. You could look like whoever. But what are you going to do for the people that got you in? If I get elected, I won't do anything for black folks. That's what they were saying. This came from the 1870s. So they let the black folks have a few jobs in public service. You see what I'm saying? And that's that's why you know I like Han Solo and Star Wars because he demanded tangibles. He wasn't going for the lesser to evil. He said, I'll deal with Jabba the Hutt if there's tangibles involved. But this is bad precedence. This is terrible precedence for people to basically tell us, well, you should just vote and just keep hope alive. That old Jesse Jackson bullshit. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Fuck hope. Like Dick Gregory said, fuck hope. Hope you pay your motherfucking bills. We want definites. Minnesota, they did a horrible job on the charge of setting bail for Chauvin. And he out here drinking beers, hanging in Wisconsin. 
let me remind everybody here on the Bagland podcast when House Frey wanted to have House Stark, when he wanted House Stark to get handed off to one of his homely looking daughters, Stark went and got him a Kim Kardashian. He didn't honor the deal. But when House Stark, Robert Stark, when he came back, when when Rob when 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 Robert Stark came back, Frey said, "Hey, turn around." And first, remember how Stark was kind of salty because he was kind of looking at her with googly eyes, like, "Man," he says, "I'd hop over a crocodile for I could get back behind it and beat it up." Basically, in so many words, he was telling them, yeah, I would betray I would betray anything if I could get behind that. Because, see, what it was is is how Stark Robert was that his name? Somebody help me out in the goddamn chat room. Robert. um, Robert ain't seen a woman like that. And it wasn't just because he felt like she was beautiful. What it was is he seen her out there on the battlefield wounding you know basically uh tending to the wounds of the men and if anybody's watched game of thrones you know that house Frey was kind of in between the north and the south so that was a strategic military position that they could cross those moats and cross that bridge you see that was a strategic military position. So House Frey told him, don't trip. If that would have been me, I would have did the same thing. Little did he know that House Bolton, they were playing their position too. Now, to my understanding, I believe House Bolton was already an ally at one point in time with House Stark. But Bolton said, hey, I'm trying to mind my position. And if I have to get closer, he knew that he probably wasn't going to take the Iron Throne. But like that man said, I don't drink. He's sharp. But he wasn't sharp enough because Ramsey Bolton's punk ass, although I call him King Joffrey Jr., the bastard Bolton Ramsey. He showed disdain for his father because he was a bastard. So his father didn't really see it coming. He did. And he was trying to tell his son, hey, look, if you marry the Stark girl and you don't be torturing these folks and, you know, if we do this right, we could put ourselves in a position because the North is mine. So the Dems are trying to fray Freyas, scare you into a vote, get the vote and not return the favor. You're trying to pull a house stock move. I use a lot of analogies with Game of Thrones because if you really watch the Game of Thrones, you'll see what the hell is happening in America right now. So then I got another sticker later on. Bagland DP urgent. You must request your mail-in ballot now before it's too late. It takes less than two minutes. If everyone is reading this, does it? Trump will lose. 
How the hell did you get my damn phone number? How did this, this is disinformation? Let's say I didn't know shit about what's going on right now. And you're sending me all these emails and these envelopes. I'm thinking, damn, where did these bastards get the money to pay for all of this shit? All this time and energy and all these mail-in stamps and all this. See, all they had to do, all the demonic, all the demonic do-nothing dims had to fucking do was say, hey, look, you Negroes, let's take the hell with all these stamps and emails and all this old political BS. We are going to spend the same amount of money, if not more, than we spend for immigrants, non-citizens. We spend a ton of money. We just going to kick it back a little bit. But you want to subvert us and you want to put us in a guest class and an underclass. So you can't do that. That's what this is really about. This is where the shaming is coming from. So. Okay, I'm going to step on some toes tonight. I might lose a few people. Minnesota is a benign and neglect sanctuary city, but it's no sanctuary for the descendants. You have a whole bunch of folk that ain't from here, that ain't been here five minutes, that get all types of benefits. You have tons of immigrants here, and they prioritize them over the descendants that built it. Right? Okay. I could cry over spilled milk all I want. The bottom line is, they could have said, hey, look, we're going to create a technical, tangible program. As I told you guys before, Amazon was planning on coming here. But there was an article out in Minnesota News in which they said they could not acquire or attract the correct talent. You could have found a whole bunch of brothers on the east side or over north and said, look, we're going to find about 500 niggas. We're going to get them AWS and Microsoft certified and we're going to put them to work. It would have been a real great um, so-called community, little diversity and inclusion bullshit write-up they could have did. They could have did that. You see what I'm saying? It uh, wouldn't have costed them no more than about three, four million dollars. They could have did that. And then they could have came around election time and said, hey, look what we did. We gave niggas something tangible. We helped the nuclear family. Of course, they don't like that. They don't want no nuclear family. Because, of course, they want some buck broken niggas and they want a whole bunch of single a single parent mothers. They love the single mother, the strong black single mother vote. They love that. They love a strong black single mother with no husband, with no nigga in the household, welfare and all. They love that. Anyway, they could have said, hey, look, we're going to get Jerome. We're going to get Kenesha. We're going to we're going we're going to build the black family in the state of Minnesota because, Lord, we need it. And they could have said, we're going to get the AWS certification program. We're going to get the Microsoft certification program. Ain't going to be no goddamn loan. It's going to be a grant. And we're going to walk you through it. We're going to get an architecture firm come up here. And we're going to get 500 black folks on the east side and the north side of Minneapolis, Brooklyn Park, Ramsey County, Hennepin County. And we're going to get all you black folks. This is going to be Harlem Hellfighter Week. Harlem Hellfighter Week will be black folks getting certified in information technology. And the demonic and the demonic do nothing Dems could have used that. They could have came out and said, "Hey, Bagland DP, this was tangible. We got black folks as our, uh, AWS Solutions architects. They make it sixty-five to one hundred and five bands a month or a, a year. These are black homeowners. 
They could even use the black and brown bullshit if they wanted. Yeah, you know, uh, Jerome and Fernando, uh, you know, look at this, look at this, black and brown, black and brown. They could have they said that. They could have played that off. The niggas would have been like, mm, okay, you done hired about 500 niggas doing it in, in, in the infotech field. Grants, no loans, no student loans, no debt. But they purposely did, did this. They purposely subverted us. So now they're talking about get Trump out. Fuck you. Don't give a damn. And what they hit us with, as Dr. Claude Anderson said before, they hit us with religion. You could pick any religion you want. Pick your favorite one. You still going to be black. That's why I said rigor mortis roly in the dead black media. When Richard Spencer asked him, I always say this when the black media brings it up. I always say it. Richard Spencer asked rigor mortis roly. Are you a black man? Well, I'm I'm a Christian. I'm I'm a man first and then I'm a I'm a Christian and all that. He didn't ask you that. He asked you, are you a black man? And a foundational black American would have been like, hell yeah, I'm a black man. You can't wait to have an ass or ass. You can't wait to a white. See, that's what I'm saying, Fever Soul 20. When when you ask that question about Barack, when you're when you know that you might have been attributed to when you might have been connected to Ida B. Wells or Denmark Vesey or Nat Turney or Malcolm or the Deacons of Defense or Rosa Parks. You know what I'm saying? When you know that you might have been connected to them folks and you know that you had a grandma I'm talking about myself. When you had a grandmother that owned land in Mississippi and had all types of poles and 45s and shotguns and would wish that a white supremacist would tell her that she going to get off our land and she and, and the motherfucker going to get whacked. When you know you come from that spirit, your energy is different. So when someone asks you, are you a black man? You are not going to say, well, you know, I don't know what I am. And I'm a Christian. No, you're not going to pivot to no religious shit. You're going to say, I'm a, I'm black first. I'm a black man. I'm a melanated man. I'm a black man. You're going to say that. You're not going to say anything else. Nothing else. You're not going to get into religious debates and all this type of shit. You're going to say, hey, I'm a black man. If a white supremacist, a, 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 a self-proclaimed white supremacist asks you, are you a black man? He's telling you, hey, I'm white. I'm proud to be white. I'm for white people. I'm for white people. I'm for the white man. I'm for the white man's benefits. Yes, there's white privilege. I agree there should be white privilege for me because I'm white. He's saying that. And then he asks you, are you a black man? And you start, well, you know, I'm a man. And I'm, fuck that. You got to watch niggas like that. See, I, I, I come from a lineage where, like I said, I have land. I ain't messing with you, but you play with me. Stand back and stand by. Hey, fuck around and find out. You can stand back and stand by if you want to. Fuck around and find out. When you come, when you come from that kind of lineage, that's your energy. It's different. It, it, another thing I want to get into, it's not the C3PO energy. Well, you know, R2D2, don't go over there. If you if you guys remember Star Wars, C3PO had the Popeye's chicken negro spiritual people energy. 
well, I don't want them to hear what they got to say. And, you know, I don't want to make them mad and, you know, I'm in good trouble. That's that plantation energy. R2-D2 was a rider. R2-D2 was like the Nat Turner of Star Wars. R2-D2 was going for it. He said, man, hold up. We about to go hard. R2-D2 was a rider. R2-D2 was like the Panthers and C-3PO was like John Lewis. Jesse Jackson or some shit. Like these scared, mumbling, bumbling niggas. C-3PO was like the scared plantation nigga that when you started talking about freedom, like I said before, C-3PO was, I'm trying to think of somebody in Roots that I could think of. But R2-D2 was, was Kunta. He wanted to be free. Now, Toby, he wanted to be free, but he's like, okay, I'm old. I ain't, you know, he done settled down. He wasn't a coon, but I'm just saying, like, if you were to take like a plantation Toby that was completely broken, he don't even know what freedom is at all. Kunta was always, he, he passed it down. So I'm not, you know, Kunta, he passed the information down and said, no, nah, you know what? I want my folks to be free. But C-3PO, you got a lot of C-3PO ass niggas out here. You got to, and those are the, those are your black tools. Those are your elite blacks. They got your little college degree and they get on MSNBC and CNN, you know, all these Van Jones ass niggas. And, you know, they're just scared. Like Dr. Klein Anderson said, you know, oh, we're so worried about everybody. So worried about everybody. Well, religion, you could pick your favorite religion. Any religion you want, you still going to be black. You're still going to be black. It ain't going to matter. Now, Vice News, they just came out with a report. Now, there, here's the here's the hey, you don't talk about the GOP that much. They don't want our vote. They don't give a fuck. Donald's like, man, vote for me. You ain't got nothing to lose. <laughs> vote for Jim Crow Joe. You gonna get another crime bill. So that that's the GOP's energy. The GOP energy is like, yeah, whatever. We already got our base. We got these white supremacists. We got these rednecks in Pennsylvania. Jim Crow Joe lost Pennsylvania because they start talking about they're gonna get rid of oil. That wasn't a good move. Donald J with the two page gonna get Florida. He's gonna get Pennsylvania. He's going to get Minnesota. Shout out for Philly Fo Fevers Fo 20. He's gonna get Minnesota. This is going to be a red state. It's a red state by definition. Don't get it twisted. Why would Biden claim we're not black if we don't vote for him? Because that's some of that old plantation. Remember, he he Biden spent a lot of time around segregationists. See, y'all have to understand some of the history in places like Delaware. He kept saying Scranton, Pennsylvania. I remember the debates the other night, Scranton, Pennsylvania, Delaware. He was talking about he learned about roaches from black people. I seen them make them little slick cold word comments. So he's like he's like one of these slick back white dudes, you know, with the slick back hair. Y'all remember that little 
pawn pawn shop. Um, what was that pawn shop uh, in Detroit? It was a pawn shop that was on TV, and you had all these white dudes that owned it, but you got all these black folks coming in acting a fool. What was the name of that that thing? It's, it's like one of them white dudes. Yeah, you know, I've been around Negroes a lot. I understand them. You know, he might even have the little black girlfriend and all this shit. But see, he grew up around segregationists. He was proud about having George Wallace's letter that was giving him praise. He he hung out with Klan members and shit like that. So he kind of got the game like, hey, look, this is team white supremacy. Keep your conservative values with your crime bill, but run on the Democratic card. If you were to meet Jim Crow Joe, I'm telling y'all, if you were to meet Jim Crow Joe and he didn't say any of those things about black people. And you listen to him talk and you sat down with him. You'd be like, man, I kind of like this dude. You, you would be like, I kind of like this guy. I'm saying minus all, I'm just saying minus all the BS. Let's take away the crime bill. Let's take away, you ain't black and you're not diverse. Let's take away all of that. If you sat down with Jim Crow Joe, wouldn't he be like, man, I kind of like this dude. I like his energy. You see what I'm saying? He sounds kind of slick. I can hang out with him. That's what you're thinking. Jim Donald is coming out from like, hey, you know, I gave the blacks money. I gave the HBCUs. Why didn't the HBCUs give it back? Why was Al Sharpton and Messy Jesse? Why were they hanging out with him? You see where 50 Cent got his game from. You see where he invested in vitamin water and power and all this other shit. He got that from Donald because Donald will tell you how to get the fucking bag. All these rappers and all these niggas was on Donald J with the toupees ball hat, ball sack. They were hanging on his hair follicles. But then when he became president, they were upset with him. Everybody want to hang with Donald J with the toupee because he was like the gangster of New York. Go to the Trump Enterprise website and tell me what the fuck they don't own across the whole world. Everybody want to hang with them. So Jim Crow Joe was basically, they were doubling down, basically saying, hey, look, you don't want to vote for me. You ain't black. Whenever you tell a black person he can't do something, black folks get upset, especially when you start telling them about buying stuff like Gucci's and pearls and purses and things. You know, you can't afford that. Oh, hey, but what you trying to say? I'm broke, nigga. What the fuck? I'll buy that shit. And, you know, there's an old study in the 1950s is on YouTube. Y'all should look it up. How to sell to the Negro. That's what they do. When you go into the store, they're like, oh, you can't afford this. What? You trying to say I'm broke? You trying to say when I'm black, when these black Negroes? And this black and white salesman be like, we got him. So he was playing that old 1950s sell to the Negro uh, analytics on us. You ain't, you, you ain't going to vote for me. You ain't black. Because now some of us that would have been like, oh, you got me fucked up. But see, you still like, well, we, we got to get Trump out of office, so I got to vote for him. Google him. Let me go to master. I got to vote. We're used to being, this is Stockholm Syndrome. We're used to being disrespected. We going to vote for whoever. You see what I'm saying? We going to vote for him no matter what because we got to get Donald out of office. The lesser two, the lesser civil rights, chicken, Negro, spiritual energy. The lesser two evil. I got to vote for Jim Crow. Yo, I just got to. I just got the votes. So that's the reason why Biden basically doubled down. We started barking like, hold on, man, what you going to get for the tangent? What you going to get for the descendants of the slaves? What you going to do for us?
And he's he's and remember that for me, y'all remember that first debate? The first Democratic debate, he was like the primary. He was like, Man, shit, I, I ain't doing shit for you, Negroes. <laughs> y'all forgot? I ain't doing shit for y'all. Y'all must have forgot back in Barack's days. Barack and I didn't do nothing for you niggas. We didn't do anything for you, Negroes. Y'all didn't forget. I'm reminding you, Negroes, we don't do nothing for blacks. We just promise things. That's all we do. But we will do something for illegals. He started talking about getting illegals the citizenship. He said that in the primaries. Do y'all remember that? So now when we start saying, hey, we're not going to vote for you. You ain't doing nothing for us. Then he says, well, you ain't black. Black signifies that you're going to vote for the Democrats. It's a cold word. If you ever seen the movie Get Out, do you remember when Jordan Peele, it was an excellent movie. I watched it a thousand times. Do you remember when Jordan Peele, when that brother went up there, he was with Becky. And he went up there to meet her, her, her father and mother. Those were so-called Democrats. That's a prime example of a Democrat. And he says, yeah, I voted for Barack Obama. That nigga wasn't even talking about voting. But see, that's that quasi anti-black, quasi respect, that anti-black, that, uh, what's the word for being, that condescending anti-black racism. I voted for Barack Obama. You know, I voted for Barack, you know, basically I'm on you Negro sides. I'll let you slaughter my daughter. I'll let you slaughter my daughter a couple times, but I got other plans for you Negroes. Excellent movie. Get Out was it had a lot of layers. Do you guys remember when he was on the way up to her house when he was with his Karen or should I say his Susie or his Sarah? When he was up there with his girlfriend, with his little, or Becky, uh, Becky, I'm sorry. <laughs> when he was with his Becky, when he went on the way to that house, very nice house. I'm kind of wondering uh, on to where, where they uh, filmed that at. But when he was up there with, with Becky and they hit a deer. Do y'all remember when he hit that deer? How significant that, that scene in, in Get Out was? He hit the deer. Now, let me tell you some analysis on that deer. Anthony Browder had broke this down, so I'm not going to take credit for it. The deer was a buck. And you remember the grandmother, the black woman that was the grandmother, the grandmama said she did not like deers. That was the code word for buck. And remember when the first part of the movie, when the brother, the one, you remember the one with the camera that was taking pictures and he told him to get out. Do y'all remember the part in the movie in which he was walking through the suburbs, probably for a Becky, because there wasn't no Kanishas or no Kanishas or no, or no Karnishas. They wasn't living over there. That shit looked like uptown from Minneapolis. It was looking real desolate up in there. I'm just saying. Do y'all remember when the brother was walking during the first part of the movie? That was one of the scariest parts of the movie. And he was walking around trying to find the address. That was the same girl that he was going to visit. Do you remember when he was walking back and forth and the dude grabbed him 
and threw them in the back of that truck, what song were they playing? They were saying something about the night. Well, that song was talking about a division in the Klan, one of the most violent and known divisions in the Ku Klux Klan in Indiana. Go look it up. Indiana. Indiana had some of the worst Klan members in on, on the planet Earth. You think Mississippi was bad? Indiana's a trip. For all these Negroes talking about colder ice and the South is worse. Okay. So hopefully that answers your question. It's a long-winded question about why would Jim Crow Joe claim you're not black if we don't vote for him? Because you're a Negro. You're expected to vote for the Democratic Party. You don't have no choice. You stay on this plantation. We're not going to promise you anything. And you need to save the day because it's the moral thing to do. Your ancestors died so you could vote. So, you know, you better vote for us. Because I'm a little nicer. I'm on the liberal left arm of racism, white supremacy. I'm a little nicer. Be a carpenter, Malcolm. Don't be a lawyer. That's no, that's not a job for a Negro. Be a carpenter. See? They're telling you to be a carpenter. That's why they're sending me all these emails. I don't know who the hell... I don't know who has my address, has my phone number. I don't. How do they get all of this information? They're sending me this all the time. Vote for the Democrats. Vote for the Democrats. Vote for the Democrats. Oh, you ain't vote for Democrats. You vote. You must be for Trump. That doesn't mean I'm for Trump. Let's get the music playing again. That doesn't mean I'm voting for Trump. I'm voting for whoever's providing tangibles to the descendants. No tangibles, no vote. No tangibles, no vote. Now, let's look at this Meet My Militia, where right-wing extremists find friendship and fantasize about violence, dubbed as Amazon for people on the fringe. The online hub offers chat rooms, a library of manuals, and a directory of 530 local militias around the country. All these militia groups going around turning up, they just had one. It was another 19-year-old, another Kyle Rittenhouse, he had all these machine guns and all types of artillery because he said he was going to do something to Jim Crow Joe. Now, Vice says here, if my militia was the only place you got your news, you might be bracing for a nationwide activation of Antifa sleeper cells come November 3rd, when black clad leftists will form blockades on polling stations to menace elderly Trump voters. Be careful going to the public, one person responded on the thread. Leftists are openly planning on election night coup. We need to train, 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 and some more for every possibility we can imagine, wrote another. This evil will not stand down. It needs to be knocked down so hard that the Comeys never dare try this civil war. Communists uprising on America ever again, quote. For years, Facebook was the go-to hub for militia types to organize and recruit. But now that the platform is cracking down on paramilitary organizing, allegedly, my militia is taking its place. First registered in 2016 with GoDaddy, the site was sold in April to Josh Ellis, who runs a business repairing water damage and mold 
in Naperville, Illinois, and also founded American Revolution 2.0, which helped coordinate anti-lockdown protests nationwide. Well, goddamn. Naperville, Illinois. There was a contracting information technology recruiting firm that I was working with, you know, some years back, I believe that was in Naperville, Illinois. Let me turn down a little bit. What's very interesting about Naperville, Illinois, or Illinois, as it seems, Illinois, there was a brother that was just murdered by a race soldier in Illinois. You ain't gonna hear the demonics do anything about that. Anyway, up here in Minnesota, there was a group of white supremacists that went to a mosque. It was in Bloomington out there in the hundreds, I believe, the 70s or the hundreds. And there was some white supremacists that drove all the way from Illinois and they threw in like explosives or pipe bombs or something like that to some Somali community center. It was like children. I don't think there was anybody there, but they tried to blow the place up and they got caught. So there was another guy. I'm trying to think if I got the article or not, where it was a guy from Texas that came in during the insurrection here in Minneapolis of the lynching of Mr. Floyd. And he was shoot. He had a chopper and he was shooting at the police station right over here on Lake street. They just caught him the other day from Texas. So you got all these people that was coming from out of town to subvert justice. And he was a boogaloo boy, all these boogaloo boys. Now listen to this. In an interview with Vice News, Ellis claimed my militia now has 20,000 registered members, about half of whom have signed up since April. Now, he says, we were unable to independently verify this. The site includes a feature that allows you to start your own militia or join any of the 530 existing militias that are organized by zip code, which is intended to facilitate real world meetups. Now, before we get deep into this, let me analyze this a little bit. The Boogaloo Boys, the Klan, all of that, their thing is different now. Our thing is we're not about to just get up here and yeah, let's hang. And this is all about the white man and let's hang these niggers and all these Jews and gays and illegals. They're not saying that like that. They're saying, Hey, we're going to do a well-armed militia. The constitution says we can form a well put together militia. So Ellis says the, my militia viewpoint is that any man or woman who was a U.S. citizen is part of a militia said Ellis. We help find good groups and become organized and regulated. The Constitution says have a regulated militia. My militia makes its plan. Man, let me look this up. Hold on. Now, my, my, my internet guy might get a little janky, so I'm monitoring that right now. My militia. Let me see if I can. Oh, God, here, here it is. Let's go to it right now. Now I'm looking at my militia and American Patriot Network. I think I'm going to use this as one of my Bagland podcast articles. Now, it's a forum. Oh, I'm going to spend a lot of time looking at this. So this to me is a suspected white supremacist site. I'm not sure. And it says here, join your local militia. When tyranny becomes law, rebellion becomes duty. An American Patriot Network. And our mission and promise says, as a de facto authority in American 
Patriot militias, we understand that we oversee a significant share of the public's perception of the militia. And this, and with this, many individuals and militias entrust their ideas, work, and data to our platform. We do not take this lightly as we mandate an extreme amount of responsibility and assurance of good faith, transparency, and due process. We will remain vigilant as a trusted force among our people. So, so help us God. See? Now, back to the article, it says, my militia makes its picks to prospective militia leaders and members under a tab named why use the militia manager. It touts an array of features, including a opt-in member map and locator, which allows militia leaders to track their members' movements, voice chat, and photo galleries where users can upload images from meetups or training events. So these folks are training, they got their polls, they're ready. It also advertises a library of around 500 decommissioned military manuals, like a 1982 U.S. Army Guide to Chemical Weapons and the English translation of Al-Qaeda's training manual. The second most viewed upload is the Anarchist cook Cookbook, which contains bomb-making recipes. My militia is like Amazon for people on a fringe, said Brian levin who heads the center for the study of hate and extremism at california state university san bernardino now he says the difference is that people here are armed and they're reading canadian manuals about how to blow up tanks so while you got niggas out here twerking and barbecuing at these little rallies and all this type of shit these folks is getting on code and they're getting themselves together because they believe there's probably going to be some type of war now the article also says in addition to having the option to form your own militia they are also forums where users regularly traffic in conspiracies they picked up elsewhere like Infowars. i noticed they they use that there's a message board devoted to discussions of weaponry, not unlike 4chan's K-board, which was the birthplace of anti-government boogaloo movement. Users can learn how to assemble their own AR-15 or sharpen a knife in an emergency. There are discussions of current affairs, survivalist guides, tactical explainers, and a shared spreadsheet dedicated to tracking riots. Now, it says, in the past, you would have had to really look for the militia of Montana, for example, said Levin. These days, it's like finding a dentist. Now, let me break that down, people. If you're a boogaloo boy or if you're one of these militia people or whatever the case may be, now you could jump up and meet a bunch of other people. And that's why I was saying about the execution of squads in my other, in my other broadcast law enforcement whatever law enforcement could take a step back and say all right you want to defund the police all right fuck y'all we ain't really gonna come when y'all call so when shit gets out of hand they could call their militia people when chauvin's house was surrounded in oakdale minnesota during that time i bet you a lot of these people were pro probably had access to this militia shit that's my suspicion now it says on the site, it's not always clear who was engaged in fantasy role play 
and who is genu who genuine genuinely believes that guerrilla anifa warriors are busing into small towns around the country to attack supporters of trump the site is awash with bloodlust and references to tyrannical governors not unlike some of the discussions that allegedly took place between a group of self-titled militiamen who were so incensed by michigan's covid 19 lockdown restrictions that they plotted to kidnap govern governor Gretchen Whitmer, there's really no way for you to filter people out that would decide to do something like that. So that's them doing their little white supremacist disclaimer. That's them saying, hey, this is a fantasy role play. It's a joke. Like I said before, it's a joke. Like the clan, I told you, the clan was started with a joke. When they was doing the I got in I'm in love with the Coco minstrel show that went international. I told you about that guy that got rich off of doing the minstrel shows. You see what I'm saying? So you got these folks. It says 13 men were well, well, I already talked about that. Um, but from what I can say, I mean, I'm looking at this site right now, my militia. I mean, is it, this was on vice. This is a very, very interesting article, but Here's something else too. Look. Now this is this is important. China vows retaliation if the US proceeds with Taiwan arms sale. Now in Beijing it says China has vowed to retaliate if the US proceeds. Now this is from ABC News. Um China has vowed to retaliate if the US proceeds with the sale of advanced weaponry to Taiwan worth more than a billion dollars. Now the statement from China China's defense ministry gave no specifics. But the development marks a further deterioration in ties between Beijing and Washington that have hit their lowest ebb in decades. The statement issued late Thursday night demanded the cancellation of the sale and an end to all interactions between the U.S. and Taiwanese military mil militaries in order to avoid serious repercussions for relations between China and the U.S. and their armed forces and peace and stability in the Taiwan Strait. So let's look and see something's going on must be going on in Taiwan. Taiwan wants a little independence. So they say it's a Republic of China looking on Wikipedia. Yeah. So Taiwan's like a little Island over there, right above the Philippines. Probably be a dope trip. Not right now though. So that's very interesting. It says the State Department on Wednesday announced it a green light at the sale of 135 precision land attack missiles, associated equipment and training to Taiwan to improve its defense capabilities. The package is worth over a billion dollars. The missiles are being made by Boeing. So basically they take Boeing, you got to hold your own. You can't sell these missiles. We don't want Taiwan to basically have constructive help. See, when you have missiles and when you have military and when you have defense mechanisms, that puts you on a different shift where you could defend yourself. And if somebody is telling you they don't want you to have it, that says something. Okay. Now, one thing here I want to get into is the job market and contracting. I just got off the phone with a colleague of mine, a friend of mine that took one of the Microsoft technology associate classes last year. Now I've hooked this brother up with a couple different positions. 
And he told me he gets he landed another contract through by way of what I sent him before. And I'm thinking about getting getting into that again. But he started asking me about the company, and I basically told him, I told him that, you know, just try to learn AWS. Try to get any information that you can out of these folks. And what ended up happening was it was supposed to be a six-month contract to hire. And it became a three-month contract to hire. I said, don't believe none of this stuff that these folks are telling you because I dealt with them before, okay? Um, they're going to tell you one thing. Just stay in the question mode. Ask plenty of questions. And, you know, learn learn the, the distribution list in Office 365 learn as much as eight in aws i told him that he should consider getting the linux certification the entry level essential linux certification and also get your aws solutions architect certification so now even though that they're going to not be providing you the access that you normally need you can get the aws cert within a period of six months knock out that linux in one and a half months or so um there's a lot of free resources online for linux and I told him to consider that. And also, he might want to consider a managed service provider uh, firm. Things are opening back up in the information technology sector, as I can see. And I'm seeing, you know, as I said before, that managed service providers, they often pay for certs. And they get deals the managed service providers they get deals and discounts for having their employees take certifications which is even more interesting for the position he told me about because managed service providers that contract that he was on is a managed service provider but it's an indian-based company so they try to did a lot of those companies that i work for like that they try to keep the money they're, they're those msps those managed service providers they don't really want to give you a lot of certification help they got contracts with some of these companies, such as government and federal companies, both private and the public sector. And they don't really offer a lot of certifications when it comes to a lot of those very, very large managed service providers. When you go to a smaller, medium company, people, you know, usually in anywhere between 15 to 20 employees to maybe 100, they might pay for your certification. But and see, that's another thing about the COVID-19. I think that the you're going to see this continuous paradigm shift in a lot of these small businesses in which um, people may not want to shop with the dominant uh, large enterprise. They might want to shop going back to your mom and pop store, your mom and pop online retailers. You see what I mean? So at one point I worked at an MSP, a managed service provider, which was part which was partnered with SonicWall. That was a firewall company. I think they got bought out by Dell. I'm not sure, but I received the so-called free training and an exam because they do business with SonicWall. You know, a lot of their uh, infotech customers, um, they provided, uh, they use SonicWall as one of their firewalls for small and medium-sized businesses and they called the sonic wall exam a cssa exam and i did not pass that exam but i did learn much about networking and firewalls in that exam um 
the point is, is the, the managed service providers is worth a look. And if you want to be employed there, you could wear many different hats. And firewall experience is always looked at as a plus. So for those that are interested in getting into information technology game, there's a, the, the job sector is a little hot. Consider going to www.beingblackinit.com. That's www.beingblackinit.com. It looks like being black in it. Um, and shoot us an email. And we might be able to get you plugged up. You know, the book's on Amazon Prime. Went a little long tonight. I haven't done a live since August. So I think I'm going to start doing some more lives since I can get my music game. Since my music game and, you know, I get my little nice music upload since they changed that in Podbean. We're going to get that together. But uh, shout out to everybody that supported tonight. Go to www.beingblackandit.com. I'm thinking about getting some merchandise printed up. I'm not sure if y'all are interested in that, but I might get some merchandise. And I don't know. I might start um putting together some, some things where I could start sending out that book or something. I don't know. Uh, I think that would be very interesting right now since everybody's in home for the COVID. Uh, you're not expecting another Game of Thrones to come out anytime soon. Um, Lovecraft Country is over. I don't know if they're going to have another season or not. I'm going to have to check on that. I'll see you guys soon. Y'all take care.